0: This is the Truth Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about dominion and sovereignty. Um, we did uh, a message a little bit ago on dominion, so I encourage you to go listen to that as well. But today I wanted to cover a little bit more on dominion and uh, the sovereignty of God. Um, people teach uh, the sovereignty of God today in church, and I really don't feel it's the same way— um, or it's the right way to be taught. Uh, if you look through Scripture, um, I think that is very clear on the sovereignty of God. And if you even if you look up in the dictionary what sovereignty means, it means supreme being or um, all powerful. And so, if you talk about the dictionary definition, then. God is a sovereign God, that He is all powerful, the supreme being, numero uno, He's number one. Um, God is it, He's the top of of the food chain. Um, But there's a teaching that's going through the body of Christ that God is all controlling. And it's easy for Christians to say, well, God is in control. God is in control. Well, God's in control. And it makes uh, Christians um, really uh, powerless. And before you turn this off and just move on, um, I want to show you a bunch of scripture to to show you what I'm even talking about. Um, because I think everything in life, we need to go to the Word of God. We need to look into scripture and not just by uh, something we've heard or we were taught Well, I've known it to be this way for so long. And so we hear something from the Word of God and say, Well, it can't mean that because I've known it to be this for so long. So today let's look through some scripture and really define what sovereignty is and that God is a sovereign God. But just because God is all-powerful doesn't mean he's all-controlling. And even the Holy Spirit, um, you look at uh, people that are demon-possessed and the demons are always trying to overpower people. You see crazy things happening, weird things happening. People look like they can't control their bodies. And then the Holy Spirit is not trying to overpower you, but empower you. There's also a big move when people are filled with the Holy Spirit where they can't control their bodies and they shake and flop around and do different things. And and the Holy Spirit is always trying to empower you and not overpower you. If that makes sense. Um, We have free will in this world. uh, If you don't believe me, Um, you know, then you could just slap yourself in the face and, you know, you say that was the will of God to happen. (laughs) But we know that today there is free will, that people do stupid things. And there's uh, consequences for people's actions. So um, if we're going to start here, let's start in the beginning. Uh, If you want to look in Genesis, it's 1, 26 through 28. Um, But it kind of goes through and it says that God said to them, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over everything creeping that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In his image, God created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. That was God's commandment right there from the beginning. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we see here in Genesis that God gave dominion over to man. Um, If you... Uh, look at it at the beginning. It says that he made a man in his image. And so if you jump down as well, I want to show you a couple more uh, scriptures through this. Um, but it's it's important to see here that we are created in God's image. Because if you don't know that and you don't know what dominion is... It'll mess you up in life and it'll leave you powerless um, because you, you're you always saying, well, God's in control. And so we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but that God has come to give you life and life more abundantly. But sometimes when we have things in life that are stealing, killing or destroying, we look and say, well, God is in control. So this must be from God. He's trying to teach me something through this when that's just bad theology. And you will never, ever see in the word where it says that God is all controlling, he is going to control everything, you do not need to do anything, that he is just going to be in charge of everything, you sit back and just roll with the tide. That is never ever the case, you cannot find a scripture, but yet we seem to teach that in the body of Christ. And so with this, it's really, I want you to see that as Christian, um, there's two things, you can never get God to do something um, that he's already done, And two, you can never get God to do something that he commanded you to do. And so I used an analogy the other day at church of, you know, this is my house, I own a house, I have a house, but I have kids, and so they're in charge of their room. And so when I give them charge of their room, um, I'm not gonna go pick up their room when they're in charge of their room, that is their responsibility to clean up their room. Even though I own the house and the room is part of the house, Um, I've given them control of that room to say, hey, this is your room, and this is what I want you to do with your room. Now, they can choose to clean it or not clean it, but I've given them clear commands on what to do. Um, So we see in Genesis that God gave dominion to man, and then we see in um, all throughout Scripture, um, John 12, uh, 30 through 32, it talks about the ruler of this world will be cast out. Um, in uh, John fourteen thirty, it says, I will not talk with you much longer, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. We see that the ruler of this world is the devil. And, and why is he the devil? Uh, I'm not saying that the devil has more power than God at all, because even you have more power and control and dominion than the devil does. But you see in Genesis with the fall of man, that God gave dominion over to man, and then you see that the devil took dominion by um, man obeying the devil. And so you see all through scripture, he's called the ruler of this world. Even when uh, Jesus was uh, tempted in um, in the desert, uh, Satan came to him and he said to him, all power and authority was given to me and I can give it to who I will. That's in Mark if you want to read through that as well when uh, Jesus was tempted Um, but literally, um, Jesus didn't stand up to the devil and say, no, that's not yours. You're lying. Um, Satan took him up on a high mountain and said, I will give this to you. Just bow down to me. And why was the devil even able to offer that to Jesus? See, what did Jesus come to do? He came back to destroy the works of the devil, to make things right. He died on the cross, not because he wanted to, but because it was the only way. And you see that God came down as a man, Jesus Christ, why did he do that? Because dominion was given to man. So he came down and played his, uh, defeated the devil at his own game and came down in the form of a man and defeated uh, sin as a man. And that's just powerful to see. If you think that God is all controlling and that he can do anything that he wants, that he just does that, it says that um, he is bound by his word, that God is not, Uh, a liar like man that he would go against his word that all heaven and earth is held together by the word of God and so if God lies everything would come unravel because his words uh, don't mean much if he's just lies and takes back things so if he gave dominion over to man then he came down as a man Jesus Christ and defeated uh, death hell and the grave defeated everything right there the devil and and gave dominion back to man so now, when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we need to know who we are in Jesus with the Holy Spirit moving inside of us so that we don't let the devil run all over us and we don't let him steal, kill, and destroy because we've got this bad teaching of the sovereignty of God and everything happens for a reason and everything happens for a purpose. So if that would be the case, then everybody's blaming God for you know the fires that happen in Australia or. Um, you know, hurricanes that happen and all this kind of stuff that happens. We're like, well, it's just the will of God. Well, why is God always, um, judging the coastal areas with tsunamis? Why is that? Um, it just doesn't even make sense with hurricanes and stuff like that. Why is it always the coastal areas? You know, it, (laughs) we live in a fallen world where God set it up perfect and man screwed it up. And now the devil is trying to steal, kill and destroy, and it's our job as Christians to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, there's power in you, but it's God's power. We look all through um, the scripture, and we see that. Psalms 107:2 it says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, um, who He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy." So let God's people say so. Let God's people call the shots. Um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's important. There's two different teachings. It's one that we're powerless. No, I can do all things. And then there's another teaching that, you know, you are little gods on this planet. And, um, that's not what this is talking about. It's you can do all things. How? Through Christ. Without Christ, you are nothing. But with Christ, you are everything. God created you in his image. Um, We see in Acts 3, when the disciples were walking up, um, John and Peter, and they were there, and the man at the the gate was looking for money. And they said, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I, I, I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and walk. It was through the name of Jesus Christ. But it was something that was inside of them. They knew who they were in Christ. And you see results in their ministry that you don't see in every church today because they don't know who they are in Christ they're still waiting for God to do something that he already did we read scripture and see that by his stripes we were healed and yet we beg God for something that we were healed from and so it's different when you are trying to receive what he already did some people just have a broken receiver and we need to uh train our mind on the word of God, believe in the promises, and start to receive what he already did. Salvation was already paid for 2,000 years ago, but you didn't get salvation until you believed in what he had already done. It's the same with healing, prosperity, with all that. It's out there. It was paid for in full by Jesus on the cross, and we need to put our faith in that and say, I believe that I'm healed, and there's scriptures that say that, and so I'm going to use the words of my mouth and confession, and I'm going to speak life over this, just like the disciples did, just like Jesus did. You know, Jesus' prayer for healing was not, God, please won't you do something if it be your will. He said, get up and walk. He said, eyes see, deaf ears open, demons come out. That He used his authority. He was fully God and fully man, and we are fully man, and we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. That's why even praying in in the Spirit, speaking in tongues, is different. Your prayer language is different because you. Um, it says that the Holy Spirit speaks through you as you give utterance and that you don't know what you're saying, but God is using the Holy Spirit to speak through you because He's living inside of you. And so when you use your words, He will take your man part, the authority that you have, and your words, and he brings life to it. And so then you're fully man with fully God, the Holy Spirit, living on the inside of you. Because we believe that um, God is fully God, that Jesus is fully God, and that the Holy Spirit is fully God. And yet Christians believe that the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of them, but they deny the power that's in there. And that's just messed up thinking, and they wonder why they don't get results. If you look at Matthew 28, 18 uh, through 20, it's very clear. And it says, Jesus came and spoke to them as saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Um, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all the things that I commanded to you and lo I am with you always even to the ends of the age. So we see that all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Well then let's jump to John uh 16:5 through 15 and it says but now I go away to him who sent me and none of you ask me where do you go? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, uh, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world again the devil is judged but i i still have many things to say to you but you cannot hear them now however when he the holy spirit of truth or the spirit of truth also the helper we talked about has come he will guide you into all truth not some truth. He will guide you in all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. So he's going to speak what he hears from God. He's on the inside of you going to guide you in all truth. He's living on the inside of you and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine. And you go back and you look in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me. So he's going to take what is mine and declare it to you all things that are the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. What is he going to take from Jesus and declare to you? All things that the Father has are mine. So, everything that's of God's, he transferred into Jesus, and Jesus then transferred everything into you through the Holy Spirit. So, Literally, you guys need to understand who we are in Christ and what Jesus had set up because we sit back and we realize that there's so much that Jesus paid for on the cross to set it up. God had a plan from the beginning to set it up that we could defeat Satan sending you the Holy Spirit. Matthew ten, seven through eight, it says, As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. These are uh commandments that Jesus is giving. Um go out, heal the sick, cleanse the it didn't say pray for the sick, it said heal the sick. It said cleanse the lepers. It didn't say pray for the dead to be raised, it said raise the dead. It didn't say pray to God to that the demons would leave. It said cast out demons. And here's why. It says freely you have received, now freely give. What have we freely received? Everything that was the father that it said back um, that the Holy Spirit was going to take from Jesus everything that was his and give to us. So freely you have received now freely give what are you going to freely give you're going to heal the sick you're going to preach the gospel you're going to lay hands on the leopard you're going to raise the dead you're going to cast out demons it's a different mindset that you need to wrap your head around when you realize everything that jesus prayed for and the church wonders why we don't get the results is because you cannot get god to do something he commanded you to do and giving you power and authority to do um if i was to come to one of my kids and say here are the keys to my car i want you to run to the store here's all my cash go to the store um i'll i'm giving you all power and authority. Here's my vehicle. Here's my cash. Here's my permission. Go and do this because you're going to be there. I'm going to be gone. Um, so go and do this. And, um, the kids keep saying, well, dad calling me, dad, won't, won't you, I'm on vacation. Dad, won't you come back and, and go to the store and get groceries? I can't do that. I'm on vacation right now. And God's not on vacation. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that he's given assignment to us and empowered, put the Holy Spirit inside of you to stay with you, to help you, to lead and guide you in all truth. We've read that, to do that, and yet we're asking God to do something that he's asked us to do. And so there's there's a right way to do things. In uh, Psalms 8, 3 through 6, it says, and and I love this, it says, When I see and consider the heavens, your works and your fingertips, the moon and the stars which you establish, what is man that you are mindful of him? And what is the son of the earthborn man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. This is so important and people miss this because they can't wrap their mind around it. In fact, most scripture, even when translated, if you read in uh, uh, King James or the NIV, um, they took the word Elohim um, and they made it into angels. So some scriptures uh, will say that that God has made you a little lower than the angels um, but that's not correct translation. Elohim was God. And so he has made you a little lower than God. And other scripture backs this up. That says, uh, man, why do you go against uh, judge and go to court one against another? Don't you know that I've uh, you will even judge and rule over angels? And that's why the devil was even so um, upset when God made man in his image. He was jealous but, because before then, he was numero uno. And then tell you showed up in the image of God. And man, this is so powerful if you can wrap your mind around it because David is sitting here writing the psalm saying, What is it that you could even consider, man? That you have made your mindful of us, that you've made us just a little lower than you. And it says that you have given us dominion over what? Over the works of your hands. That's David. That's scripture. A man after God's own heart is saying that you have given us dominion. What is dominion? It means to rule and reign over. So that we are literally having dominion and over the work of his hands. That's why it's important to pray. That's because we move things in the spirit. There's power when you pray. And when you speak life is because you have dominion over the power of his hands. And we put all things under our feet. Psalms 115 16. I don't even know how anybody can argue this, but it says, The heavens, yes, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath He given to the children of men. You can't deny that God gave us dominion of this earth, and yet we walk around like we have nothing, that we are nothing, that we are powerless. And because God has given us dominion, power, control, came down in the form of a man and played by the devil's rules, defeated the devil as a man, went up to heaven, then sent us the helper to fill us with all power and authority, was going to give us all knowledge, was teach us all things in wisdom. There is power, power, power in this. And if you can see this and change the way you pray, change the way that you think instead of begging God to do something that he already did, stand in authority and power, resist the devil, instead of this false teaching of the sovereignty of God that you will not even find in the Word of God, and goes against the dictionary even, the word sovereignty, supreme being, all-powerful, Never all controlling. You never see. It says that the will of God is that all men be saved. But we know there are not. Why? Because there's free will. And if we sit back and we let we let the devil run all over us, that he's walking around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, <laughs> that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and yet we think that all things are of God. Somehow we read the scripture that says every good and perfect gift out of James Uh, Every good and perfect gift comes from God above. And yet we think that everything comes from God above. You know, cancer is not a good and perfect gift. So let's not add that with comes from the Lord above. You know, there's sickness, disease is not a good and perfect gift. It does not come from God above. He's not trying to teach you or a family member something by that. It's the enemy that is coming to kill, steal, and destroy we know that it is impossible to um, to have faith and please God because everything comes from faith. And so you've got to see this, hear the word of God and believe the word of God instead of just saying, well, whatever will be, will be. God is all sovereign. He's in control of everything. And so whatever I'm going through, this is just a season and we'll see what happens at the end. I'm going through a Job trial. Well, if you're going through a Job trial, then you better expect for seven times as much as you had on the other side because that's what Job got on his Job trial. And if you really look at it, you know, we look at it, and we see the scripture that says, well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. That was something that uh, Job, or Job's friends had said, and um, God rebuked them. In the book of Job, for even talking about that, Job says, "Who am I that I should speak again? That have spoke without understanding?" You know, we can't just look at something in the book of Job and and take it all as scripture because it's not. It was um, documenting um, what these guys are saying. A story. You know, the Israelites went in and did horrible things, and so we see the Israelites building a calf. A golden calf, we're not like, well, that's from the Lord. No, it's taking a story. Uh, All scripture is God-inspired and um, from the Holy Spirit. And so all scripture is true and accurate. So when Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, he was saying that it's true and it's accurate. But he wasn't saying that from God. He wasn't even the author of the book of Job. Elihu was, if you look into it. And so everything that Elihu says, he rebukes those guys. And then God comes in, in a whirlwind, it says, and rebukes Job for even talking like that. And so there's so much that we could go into, but I want you to just realize that this false teaching of sovereignty and that God is controlling everything. He would be the biggest criminal of all times, killing so many people and taking so many lives and babies and children and all this stuff. You know, When we really look at Jesus and he says everything that I see the Father doing, I do, and we see Jesus going into places and it says that he healed many or many villages, he healed them all. So we know that it is God's will that they are healed. And yet they were just sitting there and nothing happened until Jesus went in and did something. Why is that? We look at all the starving uh, kids in Africa or other countries and we, we look at it and we're like, well, that's the will of God. No, we have a job and a calling in this life to feed those people. It says go out there and uh, feed the the widows and the orphans and do that. And yet if everything is the will of God, then why would he command us to do something if that was the will of God? It just, it doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of people that preach on the sovereignty of God, they don't even believe it when it comes down there to it because if everything is the will of God and yet your your two-year-old, three-year-old gets sick and you start praying against it, well, now you're praying against the will of God or what? Or now you're spending every dollar you have every penny you have and every moment time you have going to the doctor to get better what to fight the will of god no you're doing that because you don't even believe that and you love this person so much that you want them better and so when it comes down to it we realize that it's just something that christians say when they don't know what to do anymore they say well it's the will of god um i i don't know what to do anymore so it's in god's hands And really, it says that he's given um, dominion to you that um, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Use your words. Pray the word. There's so much scripture in there that you can use to fight the attacks of the devil. But I just wanted to encourage you today to fight back. Don't just sit there and be a Christian that just takes everything that the devil's thrown for you and you put it up, chalk it up to uh, some bad teaching that's going on in uh, the church today because that's not the case at all. So I hope this encouraged you, speaking life over you and blessing. Um, if there's anything that you disagree with here, go and study the Word of God. Let it come alive to you the whole Word of God, not just one scripture out of context, but know the Word of God. So be blessed. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.